Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com. Com/deals. That's Alienware.com slash deals. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. And I'm Ben. We are here with our super producer, Noel Brown, and most importantly, here with you listening wherever you are, whatever you're doing, which now that I say it, Matt, creeps me out a little. Yeah, they can hear everything you're saying. Right, and we don't know what you guys are doing out there. Are you driving a car? Oh, man, we shouldn't get into that. There, <laughs> there could be some dark stuff. Are you dragging a body-sized garbage bag behind you? Uh, I can only imagine that something like that is happening, and we are just somehow manifesting it by even saying it. Oh, yeah, let's put some uh, positive stuff in yes. there, too. Did you just finish... Uh, running a mile faster than you ever thought you could, or a kilometer faster than you ever oh, thought you could. Congratulations on that. Congratulations. Uh, did, are you working out? Did you get to that last set? Are you uh, are you dozing gently? Maybe maybe drinking some booze. Maybe having a cup of tea before. Are you, are you giving your dog the uh, the spring slash summer shave right now? Is that what you're doing? Because mm-hmm. you needed to have something while you were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you on the way to a job interview that might be your dream job or something? Well, hopefully you're not doing that and listening to this. Hopefully you're preparing mentally. 
<laughs> Unless this is how you do that. Maybe it is. I don't know. We don't know what the dream job is, but ladies and gentlemen, uh, Matt, Noel, and I are here today uh, looking for a little bit of levity here, uh, mm-hmm. wanting to be positive and, you know, often humor can be a defense mechanism. I can't remember which... Uh, I can't remember who said it, Matt, but uh, you've heard that quotation before that uh, uh, humor is tragedy with a scab, you know, mm. or tragedy plus time equals comedy. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, Gary Larson had one of my favorite quotes about humor, which was or the relationship between tragedy and humor, where he said, uh, tragedy is when I cut my finger. Humor is when you walk into an open sewer and die. And <laughs> he was being tongue-in-cheek, of course. Gary Larson is an amazing person, mm-hmm. and I love the far side. But the reason we are uh, the reason we are looking for some of that levity is that uh, we're today we're exploring um, a couple of interrelated subjects that are a matter of great debate across the planet. Yes. And in this particular case, there's a lot of history and emotion that's bottled up in this subject. So, uh, yeah, that, that's why we, we want you to be doing something happy. Please be doing something happy. Well, I mean, hopefully not too happy or not something you can only do once because we don't want to oh. ruin it for you. If you are a few footsteps away from the summit of Mount Everest... Just turn on some cool mountain climbing music. Yeah, if if your wife is going into labor with your first child at this moment, take your headphones off right now. <laughs> right, why are you wearing headphones? <laughs> Come on, that's terrible. Uh, yeah, what uh, what we were talking about right now is a is an event that occurred a hundred years ago this week, and uh, just to just to um, put us in the mindset, maybe uh, tell a little bit about it as a story, okay? Mm -hmm. So, as near as we can tell, in the modern day, around April 24th, 1915, uh, the Ottoman Empire, which was already in decline, uh, took action. For a while, they had suspected that one of their geopolitical rivals, one of their nemeses, Russia, was using the minority group of Armenian Christians in the empire uh, as a clandestine force to work against the Ottoman Empire. And so they rounded up intellectuals, they rounded up uh, statesmen, people of note, and uh, by the end of this, and this is generally thought when it began, by the end of that time... Uh, an estimated 1.5 million Armenians uh, living in the area were dead uh, in, in brutal ways. I mean, death marches, starvation, degradation, all the terrible things that could occur. Yeah, there are some pretty horrifying images, even on the Wikipedia page of all places, if you look this uh, this event up. Now, we should say that this this event, again, a 100 years later, a century later, uh, remains intensely divisive depending on part, what part of the world you are in. Um, around 20, maybe more than 20 now, countries have officially signed on to say that what occurred 
said genocide, mm-hmm. uh, the many major world powers. Turkey, however, uh, does not describe this as a genocide. And to look at why, what, what we're finding here is that despite this disagreement, neither side denies that hundreds of thousands of people died. It's, it's more a, um, a conversation about whether this was what could be described as a genocide. And uh, interestingly enough, this gives us a look at international relations, uh, plenty of conspiracies, mm-hmm. because both sides believe that there is a conspiracy of some sort of foot behind the, the claim here. But before we get to all of that today, we need to ask ourselves what a genocide actually is. Right. Uh, According to Raphael Lemkin, who actually coined the term genocide in 1944, the term comes from the Greek genos or genos, meaning race or kind, uh, and side, C-I-D-E, which uh, it means death. So literally, when you say genocide, you are saying killing a race or tribe. Right. Right. And, uh, as we, as we pointed out in our earlier video on this, the term technically, the way, the way it should be constructed would be genticide, G-E-N-T-I-C-I-D-E. Uh, but now genocide is the word we use today to mean this, this specific kind of crime. Yeah. And it's not the first word that attempted to describe this occurrence in the 1790s uh there's a word pop populicide i think mm-hmm. and uh, that originated from the french revolution the idea of killing an entire or the, the attempted killing of an entire population mm-hmm. right we also know that limkin uh, arrived at this after uh, after trying a couple of different words and ultimately understanding that he had to create something that people would know, um, people would be able to recognize instantly that wasn't already with something else. And he has, uh, he has a profound story because he worked, uh, he was born in Poland, uh, a lawyer, and uh, he made it his life's work essentially to uh, get this convention on the prevention and punishment of the crime of genocide. Uh, he, he wanted people to, uh, he wanted nations to be able to prosecute this as a crime. And this is, of course, you know, at the close of World War II mm-hmm. after uh, the Holocaust. So which which was, you know, by no means, no means whatsoever, the only genocide in human history, right? No, it was just uh, at this point, someone is actually trying to put a label on it that, right. that is repre- like truly representative of how horrifying it is mm-hmm. and i i do i really like that point of having having to create a word to represent this horrific act because it's there wasn't one and you could say massacre you could say all of these other words mm-hmm. but it wouldn't truly represent trying to wipe out an entire tribe and or race or you know group of people in that way yeah I, i'm glad you said that there is there is a difference because uh if we look at the way limkin defines it he says there's and, and don't worry guys we're not going to spend 
too much time just bogged down in the the specifics and the semantics. Well, this is interesting to me. I hope it's interesting to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's some of it we have to talk about. So Lemkin uh, keeps the emphasis of genocide on a group or a kind of a people uh, not necessarily a, no, a nation, and there's also intent. That's an important part. We mm-hmm. have a quotation from him here. It is intended rather to signify a coordinated plan of different actions aimed at the destruction of essential foundations of the life of national groups with the aim of annihilating the groups themselves. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. So this means that um, attacking a nation is not really going to be genocide automatically. Uh, He later clarified even further, uh, I think in 1946 this occurs, he said that genocide should be known as a conspiracy to exterminate uh, national, religious, or racial groups. So... Well, several of these things can fit in a box, but it's not a genocide unless the plan is to kill every person in that nation, mm-hmm. which which uh, which you know legally separates it from a different act of you know from a conventional act of war. Uh, the UN ultimately picked up on this, but they have a much more long-winded definition. So long, of course, that we refused to. Uh, we refuse to read it in our 
video because mm-hmm. we realized we could just throw it up on the screen. Um, but we've got the quote here. Uh, who wants to take it? You want you want to handle it or you want me to? I think you knock it out. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Right. Genocide is defined as any of the following acts committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnical, racial, or religious group, such as killing members of the group, causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part, imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group and forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. So we see some, we see some, uh, terrifying examples in these definitions already because mm-hmm. we know, you know, the, uh, lost generation of Aboriginal children in Australia mm-hmm. sent away from their families, these different schools, uh, in the U.S. when, uh, Native American children were sent off to these, uh, schools to teach them to assimilate. Rwanda is a, Mm-hmm. Pretty good example. Yeah, the Rwanda Hutu uh, Tutsi genocide. Uh, we we also see that this doesn't necessarily ending a group does not necessarily mean uh, bussing everybody to a place and shooting them in the head. This could just be a generational thing where you know, like their children are no longer part of this culture. Mm-hmm. Because you could also kill the culture as well as yeah. the people. So with all, with all that, that's, that's the idea of genocide. And you'll, and you'll hear people who say, you can find things, um, online where people say that the Armenian, the events in the Ottoman Empire at that time were not a genocide. They argue that there are two different definitions of genocide. There's the one that you or I or, or, uh, Noel, like, we, the common people, would recognize, and then there's the more nuanced legal version, which hinges upon intent. So with all that in mind, uh, what what happened in Armenia? So here here's the stuff you really need to know about the Armenian massacre. Uh, it's also known as the Armenian Holocaust or Meds Jurgen, uh, the Armenian Genocide, though... It's not legally recognized as a genocide. Um, The massacre began April 24th, 1915, about 100 years ago today. We've mentioned that a couple times. Um, It's estimated that the deaths, like we said, range as high as 1.5 million, but that number varies depending on which side you're talking to, and even um, in certain historical accounts, Mm -hmm. it may be, I think you said in the video, anywhere from 300,000 all the way up to 1.5 million. Right, yes. And we see there's an argument here about whether there is a dearth or a lack of uh, primary sources, documentary mm-hmm. evidence. However, we do know that um, shortly after the 1915 events, uh, this stuff began to appear in the news, right? Yes. Um, so, so the people who are actually doing... The, the killing, uh, were Turkish forces, uh, at the time. The Ottoman Empire, like you said. The, the big question here is why? Why did this occur? Why would this happen? And you mentioned at the top, 
that there was some suspicion within the Ottoman Empire that the, uh, let's say, the Russian forces were attempting to somehow use this population against the empire. And that seems to be where it started. Mm-hmm. Right. And to be fair, this is not an impossible thing. As as we also talked about, of course, uh, one of the... One of the comparisons that you can make to clandestine groups, because what they're ultimately arguing, the Ottoman Empire is arguing here, is that Russia was using uh, this population or members of this population as a clandestine force, a pretty much a terrorist group, mm-hmm. right? Or at the very least, espionage. And they were therefore a proxy. Uh, this is occurring today in other countries, you know, Iran has proxies in the Middle East. The U.S. has proxies in the Middle East. Saudi Arabia has proxies in the Middle East. Uh, there are proxies in other countries, of course. Uh, we know that in, like, during uh, the escalation and the occurrence of the Vietnam War, uh, the U.S. engaged uh, Laotian uh, groups to to fight, and uh, that itself could be an entire episode. You're right, it is possible that it was happening, but I don't think it's possible that that number of people or that uh, large of a percentage of a group of people could be working in that way. That's, I, 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 you know, I'm certain that's not possible. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. Would 1.5 million people be working in it, even even a hundred thousand, or may, yeah, maybe the idea was more that a small group would motivate a. Uh, I mean, we see a lot of coups begin as a move for independence, uh, yes. right? Catalyst for movement, right? Yeah, maybe it could be something like that. But uh, what? But here's the thing: even today, uh, the Turkish government says it's not a genocide. There was, and they're very sensitive about mm-hmm. it. Uh, recently, just recently. Pope Francis um, caused uh, a huge uproar when he described uh, the Armenian events as a genocide uh, and did so, of course, because there is massive concern about people of the, the Christian faith in the, in the Middle East at mm-hmm. this time, right? And uh, this, this was a concern that Turkey will recall an ambassador away from your country if you mention this officially, uh, the, the U.S. president, uh, and not to get too political, but mm-hmm. these are just the facts, folks. Whichever side of political ideology you fall on, I'm being completely factual when I say that several U.S. presidents and political officials have, while they are running, said they are going to call this thing a genocide, to use the G word. Yep. And then when they are elected, they never do. No, or they haven't yet. I guess is the most fair way to say it. Uh, but but why is this so sensitive? Turkey says, uh, Turkey says that uh, this is an attempt to uh, attack their identity and history. Is I, I believe the the term they use, and and maybe that means an attempt to weaken them in the international sphere. I'm I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Maybe there would be reparations involved of some mm-hmm. sort. Uh, but they also say that the facts themselves have been twisted. Both sides of the group say that. Uh, Turkey says it's not, it, it cannot be a genocide because the intent is not there, right? This is a yes. preservation of the state. 
Yeah, preservation of the state and believing that they are fighting some kind of guerrilla army or of some in some way. That's how they're choosing to view it. Right. And also the argument that the the numbers of deaths are wildly inflated, that this is maybe 300,000, not 1.5 million, and that furthermore, both sides were fighting and more Muslims died than uh, Armenian Christians. And, and it's strange because uh, what what we're finding is that although – Everyone on both sides admits that horrific events occurred and hundreds of thousands of people died. Uh, the, the question here is, is hinging on these, these small differences based on the, the definition that the UN and Lemkin gave. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier and I, I'd like, uh, I'd like to hear your opinion on it, Matt. And, and you too know. So, if we're thinking about atrocities that occurred in World War II, uh, the deployment of nuclear weapons, right? Mm-hmm. First and only time that happened. Catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so that is still not considered a genocide, right? That's a very, uh, a genocide is a very specific type of crime, but it's also coupled with the internment of mm-hmm. Japanese of, of American yeah, citizens yeah. of Japanese descent. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. 
Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. I would be interested in the in what the government would put forth as an official statement of intent if they were going to be sought uh to admit to genocide during those attacks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bring it up for comparison and perspective. Uh, at this point, let's go ahead and talk about the uh, the conspiratorial ideas surrounding this, um, the, the whole genocide notion. So we've got one idea, uh, which the Turkish government says, which is that this is an attack on Turkish society, essentially. Yeah, and and a tarnishing, they think it's a tarnishing of their history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, Turkey is an enormously influential country in that area of the world right now. It's swinging above its weight class. It's the pivot between Europe and Asia, between the Muslim world, well, what's often called the Muslim world and what's often called the Western world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, in many countries' opinion, a good country to be on good terms with. Yes. And it, it has historically been that way, that region at least. Right. The gateway to the East. Mm-hmm. So why, but why would somebody be attacking it then? Would they, would this be a move if they're, if, what they're saying has any sand to it. Would this be a move to weaken their sovereignty or hegemony? Her, perhaps. I, I unfortunately, I I can't answer that. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it seems like that's what they perceive it to be. At can't least politically. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, guys. Uh, secret reveal here. In his other job, Matt is actually an attaché to the local uh, <clears throat> Turkish consulate. Yes. <laughs> uh, you got me. <laughs> and there's another subject here that is uh, is very sensitive, to say the least. Uh, the country of Israel formed after World War II, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and those are just the facts. Uh, still negotiating borders. Yep. Um, the official position of Israel is that it uh, neither denies nor confirms uh, whether the Armenian massacres were a genocide. Mm-hmm. And and for many observers, of course, that seems to be a, a strange thing. Right. You know? Because they experienced at least the... Um the the worst genocide that we I think we can currently cite, unless you maybe go back to treatment of Native Americans in the United States. You know that's an interesting question. I, I'd like to I'd like to look back further into that. I found some I, I found some uh, fascinating stuff though about the expansion of Iran and into. Uh, what I call the stands, you mm-hmm. know, Afghanistan, Azerbaijan, all mm-hmm. those. Uh, and the only other country that officially also denies that this was a genocide mm-hmm. during the Ottoman Empire's time is Azerbaijan, mm-hmm. which shares a border with Iran. So how much of, 
how much of these calculations of staying on Turkey's good side are ultimately about the seething, invisible proxy war that is consuming the Middle East. Yeah, that that is a great question. It's a question that, unfortunately, I don't know the answer to. But what we do know is that regardless of, of what sort of label people will put on it, at the very minimum, hundreds of thousands of mm. people died. Civilians died. I'm, I'm sure there are very many soldiers as well. But, you know, children, yes. women, the elderly, regular people died, Muslim as well as Christian. And uh, this is not the this is not actually the first uh, genocide in the 20th century. There, there are a couple of other arguable genocides, and if human behavior is any sort of precedent, uh, more of these sorts of events will occur in the future. Uh, so, unfortunately, Ben, I I agree with you. Uh, more of this will happen in the future. Um, Tis, I guess, it's what it means to be human. There are there are dark places mm-hmm. that we go to, um, but yeah. So anyway, all of that being said, this you know this kind of thing I think needs to be at least recognized and remembered so that future generations don't forget these terrible things that have happened in our past and could happen if we are not vigilant um, to make them stop. That's why I think even giving this. Uh, this event, this type of event, a name such as genocide is so important. Um, and yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. It, it's tough to even talk about this kind of subject, I think. Right. It, it reminds me of some of the, uh, the quotations that we always hear rephrased before, but somehow rarely followed. Those who do not understand the past are doomed to repeat it. But there is a little bit of light at the tunnel. Communications technology is allowing more people to be more transparent than ever before, right? And uh, if, you know, social media gets a bad rap, and often it deserves that, right? But uh, the ability to communicate with one another across the globe uh, could be could be something that goes a, a long way toward uh, preventing these kind of things from uh, occurring invisibly. You know what I mean? can only hope. can only hope. So if you want to learn more, head on over to HowStuffWorks.com and check out the article, What Was the First Genocide in the 20th Century? And as always, thank you so much for listening. For those of you who check out our YouTube series, thanks for uh, sharing that and uh, talking with us in the comments. Uh, I actually have to go late. I have to go right now and check out some of the comments on the Gaia hypothesis idea we just released. The mm-hmm. the the concept that Earth itself is one gigantic living superorganism, which is not spoiler alert, regarded as solid science by its detractors, but uh, such a 
inspiring, even beautiful idea. So if you would like to suggest something that we should cover in the next few episodes, uh, send us a note on Facebook, tweet to us. We're on both of those. It's Conspiracy Stuff HSW. You can also uh, check out everything we have ever done on our website stuff they don't want you to know.com and if you want to write to us directly uh, we have an email address and we'd love to hear from you we are conspiracy at howstuffworks.com for more on this topic and other unexplained phenomena visit youtube.com slash conspiracy stuff you can also get in touch on twitter at the handle at conspiracy stuff about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 